Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. It is our great joy to bring you the Word of God so that you can hear it and you can apply it to your life so that you will continue to grow and be faithful in the things of God. As you listen to this message today, ask the Lord to just lead you and guide you and help you so that He can use your life to make a difference in the people that you come in contact with every day. This is our day and this is our hour to be the light of the world so that God can make a difference. At the end of today's message, we're going to give you more information on how to connect with us online and or in person. We'd love to connect with you and help you to grow in the things of God. Now come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. And when you have eye trouble, God will work on you to get the eye trouble because it's not about you, it's about Him in your life. I'm talking about believers, those who are authentic believers and not counterfeit. If you're going to be real, you're going to have to work through this and you're going to have to decrease. John the Baptist said this, I must decrease so that He can increase. And you have to decrease in your own life. Now, now this is not deciding that, okay, my life is nothing. I'm not going to be anything. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to be blessed. And I'm just going to let God do whatever he want to do with me. And I'm just going to be terrible. No, it doesn't work that way. Because this is the way God works. When you decrease and he increase, he's in you and he's going to increase you again. He's going to increase you in ways you never have experienced before. He's going to bless you in ways that he's never blessed you before. You just thought you decreased, but you increased. He said if you want to, if you want to go up, you need to go down. If you want to be more, you got to go low. He said that's the way I work. That's true believers recognize it's not me, but Christ who is in me. Fourthly, God calls us to an eternal and a heavenly hope. We need to have our mind and heart fixed on Jesus and fixed on heavenly things, not, not uh, earthly things. If we had no trials here, we'd never look forward to heaven. And, you know, if we get so blessed here, we're not going to think about heavenly things. Well, let me just put it this way. Uh, you can see it now. Uh, you're living better than you ever lived before. Uh, you're in the best house you ever had. You're driving nice cars. I mean, nice cars. Go out there in the parking lot. I'm saying, I wish I had a car like that. I wish I had that one. I wish I had that one. I look at them. I'm like, ooh, that's nice. I wish I could drive, drive that. I don't know who that belongs to. Let's go look on the camera, see who got in that car. Oh, Lord. Okay, we got some nice, we got some nice rides out there in the parking lot. How many of you used to go to church? We used to go to church years ago. We used to have to come out after church, get out there and give somebody a boost. Give them a push. We used to push them. How many of y'all used to push them? Give me a push so I can get on going. Push them. The car wasn't working. Somebody can unstole your battery out there at the church. <laughs> All kind of stuff. We don't have to do that no more. We got people, they got cars now. You crank them up for you even get to the car. Car started. And some of them say, come here. The car started coming to you. <laughs> you got a nice house. You got bling. You got nice furniture that you done bought. I mean, nice stuff. You don't even want nobody to sit on. You don't even put plastic on it no more because ain't nobody going to sit on it. 
You think you want to go to heaven? You think you're thinking about getting out of here, going to heaven with all this stuff you got here? No. You're eating over at the, the, the steakhouse that costs you $50 for a steak? Yeah, yeah. Don't tell me y'all ain't doing that. I seen you eating that. Well, you can't eat. I just, I just could afford to go to Papa's. I can't afford Papa's no more. But I see the saints when I go there. Me and my, me and my wife, we splitting the plate. But I see the saints, they, they loading up. I'm like, oh, Lord, I know that was $45. That's why they ain't tithing hey, over here. I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. You ain't thinking about heaven. You don't want to. And then, and then you're doing everything possible to keep from dying. Oh, no, he ain't trying to die. If I've got everything hooked up to me, don't let him turn it off. Don't let him turn it off. <laughs> we used to be waiting for the Lord to come back. We used to be looking for Jesus to come. We used to be looking for him to break the skies and call us up. If the Lord said he was coming next week, we'd be like, Lord, I'll be coming next week. I got stuff to do. We don't want him to come back. Why? Because we got all of this stuff now. And we, now we try not to lose it. We try not to lose it, so we, we done got more burglar bars and alarms and cameras and everything. Now you just watch the burglar steal your stuff. <laughs> I don't know why you want to do that. Oh, Lord. Oh, no. He didn't go in there and get that. Oh, Lord. <laughs> you watching it live. Now you're stressed out. You got all that stuff, you're stressed out. You remember how nice and comfortable and relaxed you was when you were sitting on the porch with no air conditioning and the window was there? You were just eating, drinking some Kool-Aid and eating some bologna and crackers and cheese. You remember how happy you were? But now you got all this stuff and you ain't sitting on the porch, you behind the bars. The kids can't walk on the grass. <laughs> now you're suffering and tri got trials. You didn't have those trials when you were sitting there with the window open. Hallelujah. Drinking Kool-Aid. You don't want Kool-Aid now. You want water that's got fizzle in it. <laughs> Flavor water, fizzle, paying, paying, for, paying for your water. You know God is good. We're buying water now. Where was I at? We were suffering. How many are going through trials? <laughs> we go, we're going through great trials. We're going through great trials. Hallelujah. The next thing that God wants us to do when we're going through our trials is to reveal what we really love. What do we really love? Abraham was tested. And his willingness to sacrifice his son Isaac not only proved his faith, but it also proved his love and obedience. Am I going to love God enough to do what he says, even if it's not what I want to do? Am I going to love God enough to do what he says? He might tell you to go and tell that person you're sorry for what you said to them and about them. I don't want to do that. No, you don't know you want, you don't want to do that. No, nobody excited about that. I'm so excited to go down there and lay down in humility in front of this person that I hate and ask him to forgive me. We don't want to do that. 
But I, do I love God enough to be obedient to him and go on and do what I don't want to do? I don't want to take that device back to the store that walked out with me when I didn't pay. <laughs> but I'm going to take it back and tell him, I don't know how it got in my car, but it don't belong to me. You don't want to do that, but the Holy Ghost will say, now nah, take that back. You know that wasn't yours. Stop eating them grapes over there in the grape aisle. You, you ain't paying for them. <laughs> the saints, they'll eat the grapes. Well, I will eat one because I ain't buying no grapes without tasting them. They got pesticide on it. Well, wipe them all. <laughs> How we used to eat stuff years ago and nothing hurt us. Now you can't eat nothing. Every time you eat something, you got to go to the doctor. You got an allergy. That's a trial and tribulations. Everybody got allergies. We used to eat everything. Amen. Fall on the floor, we pick it up and eat it again. <laughs> After we get through eating, my dad used to say, bring me that broom. Let me give me a toothpick. <laughs> But now if you do that, you just die instantly. <laughs> the medical people here say, oh, Lord, no. But yeah, we used to do that. We didn't worry about that. God was taking care of us. And we didn't have no health insurance. Our trials also teach us to value God's blessings. Through trials, faith tells us to value the spiritual things of God, which he has blessed us with abundantly, to value what God's already done, to thank God for what he's done. We can stand on the word of God when we're going through our trials. We stand on the word of God. When we're going through situations, trials, and issues in our lives, when we know God and love God, he'll take us back to his word and say, I will see you through this. There are times you'll get the word, fear not, for I am with you, says the Lord. Don't be fearful. Don't be afraid, because I'm with you. Stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord. You'll never see God move in a supernaturally mighty way if you're not going through some trials. That will build your faith, and that will get you to the place where you say, I know God brought me out of that. I know he brought me out of that. I heard the word of God that was in my spirit to tell me to stand firm. He was going to see me through and he saw me through. Trials will develop our service and our usefulness. Our service and our usefulness. The prime example of that is the Apostle Paul. This is what he said about his trials uh, when others was talking about uh, how they serve God and they, they were criticizing him. He says in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23, he said, are they servants of Christ? He was talking to the others. He says, I, I am out of my mind to talk like this. I am more a servant of Christ. I have worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I have been in dangers from rivers, in dangers from bandits, in danger from my own countrymen, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country. In da now, what are you going through now? 
You said, I'm really going through, Pastor. Paul said, now, if you thought you'd been through. He wasn't complaining. He was saying, I'm serving the Lord. I'm giving God all of my life and my heart, and I'm going through this. I'm not complaining. I'm just telling you. He says, and I, I, I've done everything, and everything has been done to me. And in verse 28, he says, and besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. I'm, I'm not as concerned about me. I'm concerned about the people of God. He says, I'm going through so I can tell you that God will deliver you. They tried to kill me. They couldn't kill me. And then you know what? When he finally came to the end of his life, he says, I am ready to be offered up. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I'm ready. Whatever y'all want to do, go on and do that before his head was cut off. He says, I'm ready. I fought a good fight. This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you once again for joining us as we have brought the Word of God to you, and we are hopeful that your life has been enriched and that you have been encouraged. It is such a privilege to come to you, no matter where you are. You may be in your home or your automobile or your place of business. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also join us on our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. And as always, I invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in Atascacita, Kingwood, Summerwood, Fall Creek, North Houston, Northeast Houston, you're in our neighborhood. Come and be our guest. I want to remind you that the Beacon Christian Bookstore is located right here on our campus. Almost every Christian bookstore in our city has closed, but we have an inventory of Bibles, communion supplies, Sunday school books, offering envelopes, study materials, or whatever you might need. Call The Beacon at 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.